You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. I'm Pastor Craig Beeman, and it's good to have you along here today on the podcast. We have special guests Keith and Cindy Morgan, retired missionaries with the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. They're going to be sharing just a little bit about their time in service to the Lord in Macau. I think you'll really enjoy hearing about their experiences on the mission field. So let's open up our ears and listen in. So we, uh, Cindy and I are so grateful to be with you here this morning. We uh, retired uh, three years ago after uh, spending 32 years uh, on the mission field in Macau, a um, a city that was uh, established by Portugal on the coast of China, southern China. It is a long way away from here, uh, uh, almost directly on the other side. If you want to know how long it takes to get here, talk to Joe and Naomi. They were in Macau several years ago. Um, But uh, in the years that we were there, we were blessed to see a tremendous amount of change, and it was just a fascinating place to observe world events and to come to understand uh, people who live by a different faith and a different culture. Uh, When we arrived in Macau, uh, less than 1% were uh, Bible-believing Christians. Uh, By the time we left, that had uh, probably doubled to maybe 2%, uh, still... uh, place of uh, a lot of lostness, and we pray for our friends who are still uh, working there. This morning, uh, we want to uh, do a couple of things up uh, front that, uh, uh, so I don't forget about them. To thank you for your support of the Lightning Christmas offering and the cooperative program which was uh, our support for uh, those years that we were overseas. Uh, We lived in a a wonderful, comfortable uh, 1,000-square-foot apartment uh, on the 30th floor with a great view of the South China Sea. We were really blessed to have uh, lived and worked in the same location for all of our years of missionary service. So many uh, have to relocate or uh, move around. And thank you again uh, for your prayers that sustained us and uh, your support of the Lottie Moon offering. Uh, and today also, we want to tell you a few of the ways that you, your congregation, all of you, have directly influenced people's lives in Macau and our lives and the lives of others. Uh, that influence uh, that we want to emphasize is uh, your power of prayer uh, that you have sent to us uh, over the years as equal in our need and our support uh, as your gifts to Lottie Moon have been your prayers uh, for us and the people that we're serving. Now, uh, in thinking about uh, coming to uh, Winsboro and to First Baptist, I was drawn to Uh, Paul's writing in Philippians, uh, his address to the Philippians church, and he said in Philippians 1, 3 through 6, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, 
always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm unsure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. This is the way we feel about First Baptist Winsboro. We have a partnership, and we have felt your end of the partnership several times in many ways. Uh, one of the early uh, ways that we experienced uh, this partnership through your prayers uh, for me was uh, after we had been in Macau for a little over a year. And uh, things were uh, getting a little bit uh, frustrating uh, around that time. Uh, we had been studying the language for uh, over a year and uh, still struggling with that. Uh, we studied it for three years and eventually were able to, to see patients uh, in our medical clinic where I served as a medical doctor there, and Cindy was able to teach in the language. But uh, at the year mark, uh, <clears throat> we were kind of expecting that we'd be further along than we uh, had been so far. Uh, walking back to our home uh, from an evening at our clinic, I re remember getting a call from uh, a patient I was able to see patients through interpreter at that time. He was a bit frantic and uh, said that uh, a member of his family had had a medical emergency in his house, he asked if I would come by and help with his family member. And uh, um, I had not made a home visit uh, yet. Uh, I knew that uh, I would have to speak uh, Cantonese Chinese, which we were learning. Uh, I said a quick prayer and off to uh, make the house call. Uh, long story short, I was helped to I was able to help the situation, and we uh, uh, helped this uh, patient of mine and family member to get the treatment and the care that they needed. As I was walking back uh, to uh, our home. I remember that earlier in the day, I had taken note that uh, it was my birthday uh, that day. Uh, nothing uh, dramatic happened uh, until that nighttime call. And then I realized that the call had come through uh, roughly 8 or 9 o'clock, uh, which was uh, 7 and 8 in the morning on my birthday when... Uh, those of you who pray for missionaries, especially on our birthdays, and many others around our Baptist churches, were lifting up my name. And I thank you. So, I will need to take several deep breaths in this presentation. Uh, <clears throat> and that's the first one. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I've had several uh, birthdays since then. Uh, 
uh, quite a few. Uh, nothing as uh, dramatic or as uh, <coughs> uh, meaningful has happened. Uh, <coughs> but it only took the one to <coughs> remind me <coughs> that I was not there alone. That you were, you were with us. So, that is part of our partnership. You have continued that through the years. I encourage you to continue that for those who still serve overseas. You have a wonderful list in your bulletin, I've just noticed, uh, of those who are serving, and uh, please remember them. And uh, there's literature that uh, you've probably picked up and carried home that has a list of missionaries and their birthdays in it. Uh, uh, take a minute and glance at that, see if you know anyone, or see if uh, on your birthday there may be people that you can make a commitment to pray and encourage and continue that partnership. The, uh, uh, so we did eventually learn the language well enough to continue and uh, uh, continue to work there. We had then another memorable moment that you facilitated uh, after we'd been on the field about 10 years. So this was uh, our second long stateside furlough time. Our family was uh, facing some changes. Uh, our son was returning and beginning college. Our daughter, after we, if we returned to Macau, uh, would be going to boarding school for her high school year. So we would be an empty nest if we uh, returned to Macau. Uh, we really felt we needed to put this before the Lord and see what we needed to do. Should we stay with the children? There was also the issue of some changes in the uh, support of the medical clinic and uh, it was not real clear how long the clinic may be able to survive, uh, even if we did return. So it was a very uh, heavy time for us, a critical time. <clears throat> Early on our time back, I got an invitation to attend an association uh, women's mission prayer meeting. Uh, in uh, Deer Creek Association. Are we still in Deer Creek Association? Okay. And a uh, small country church I had never been before. Uh, really didn't know how to get there. This was before the days of GPS. I was late. I was speeding. I got stopped for giving a speeding ticket. I uh, got there late. Uh, almost missed the lunch. Um, so I was in a very spiritual and wonderful mood by the time I arrived at the uh, prayer meeting uh, at that time. Uh, we, uh, we went in, and the first thing I saw was a table full of ladies from First Baptist Winsboro. And They had a wonderful time remembering all of my mistakes and my youthful discretions. 
But they did happen to mention that they were praying for us. <clears throat> and uh, uh, my spirit, uh, my attitude, uh, going, <clears throat> going in and coming out, uh, was completely different. And <clears throat> I knew we were going back to Macau. Okay, I think we got past that part, but you seem to get the message that our career and the last 20 years that we served in it was because of First Baptist Winsboro. <clears throat> so you were the partner. You were the instrument of God's blessing for us. If we had come home at that time, so many wonderful blessings uh, that we would have missed. We returned to Macau. Uh, God figured out a way to not only uh, let the clinic continue, but to let it thrive. Uh, we were able to begin training uh, young uh, graduate doctors, many of them Christian, and many became Christians after uh, working with us in our small uh, clinic for a year or two. Those uh, young doctors and uh, many more are in Macau now, and they are uh, starting their own medical practices, uh, Christian practices. Many of them are serving in the main hospital of town. One of our nurses uh, had a call to chaplaincy, never had chaplain in 300 years of uh, hospitals in Macau. Uh, we assisted her, and she trained to be uh, a chaplain between her and the chaplain's ministry and the doctors that we had, Christians who had been going to the hospital, completely changed the culture and atmosphere of this 600-bed hospital, which uh, the people in town said, well, when you're ready to die, go to that hospital. Uh, miraculous uh, changes. Uh, uh, now you would go there and it would seem like uh, a fairly normal a uh, hospital in our country where there were compassionate, caring people who were uh, also a part of the treatment. And that was not the case before uh, the people we trained uh, had a calling to go there. Now there are four, four chaplains, and uh, they have also a palliative care program for uh, terminally ill, those with cancer. Uh, Cindy has worked with some of those and. Uh, 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 had the privilege of leading some to Christ uh, through the chaplain's program. Uh, many other uh, blessings that we received by going back. Uh, one other significant one is that the country of mainland China began to open up. And uh, several rural areas were happy to welcome small group um, mission trips uh, from Macau. Macau 
and Hong Kong had been allowed to continue uh, to have freedom of religion uh, for these years that we were there and uh, uh, on into the near future. And our Christian doctors then were able to go in and uh, work with uh, some Christians that they had gone to school with in mainland China. There was not a medical school in Macau at that time, and many of their Christian uh, doctors and friends were working there. Uh, we um, lost count of the number of times the mission teams went into China, usually into small areas. It was uh, up in the 30s or 40 times, so those 20 years that they went. Uh, but a notable uh, opportunity was a great earthquake that happened in 2008 in China uh, in the western areas. And after the first week or two, uh, foreign uh, assistance uh, uh, was not allowed. But our uh, Christian doctors that we had trained in Macau by this, this time knew enough about mission trips that they made... Uh, over the next, over the three years, uh, uh, about 15 trips to the uh, refugee tent camps uh, of those who lost their homes in the earthquake. They worked with national Christians uh, who were there. Uh, the Christian says uh, to our uh, Macau doctor, well, you can't go into uh, the, the tent cities to, uh, with people, but if you will uh, tell us, tell the people that you see in the days that you are here what medicine they need, then we Christians will go into the tent cities and carry the medicines into um, these temporary homes for literally tens of thousands of people. Uh, later, we found out that uh, this led to establishing uh, more than a thousand uh, small group prayers and worship services among these ten cities, and well over 10,000 um, came to Christ during that time. Uh, and because you prayed, we were able to train these people. And God knew in advance that there would be this opportunity. And that's what he's doing. Cindy uh, had many opportunities to uh, work and share. I really want you to hear something about uh, the Bible distribution ministry that she coordinated and was able to give over 750,000 Bibles uh, to tourist coming to Macau. Thank you so much for letting us be here, even though I did not grow up in this church. Um, I benefited from the ministry that you had to Keith and his family. Um, because of your gifts to IMB and International Mission Board and our services and your prayer for us, I was, as a spouse, able to be involved in a wide variety of ministries initially, of course, caring for our children who were five and nine. Uh, when we moved to Macau, helping Keith 
Uh, I was also able to be involved in teaching English conversation to children, high schoolers, and grassroots uh, adults in Macau. And on the final stage of our ministry, God opened a door uh, from mainland China to, into Macau for mainland tourists to come. When we moved there in 1988, uh, tourists were not allowed to come to Macau from mainland China. Uh, you had to get a visa, you had to have a family member in Macau to even visit. Um, but they were beginning to open up the doors and allow them to come. God revealed very clearly to me one day, one afternoon, on Saturday when I went to the grocery store to pick up something and I heard people speaking Mandarin, which was not the dialect spoken in Macau. And I knew something was different. And they were mainland tourists just in our neighborhood. So God said, the door is opening for you to be able to get God's word to these people when they come outside of mainland China, which is about a mile from the apartment we lived in. When they come into Macau, it is possible for you to distribute the word to them. IMB already had a project called Southern Cross that was going on in Thailand for that same purpose. And I thought, that's nice, but that's not what I feel called to do. But God said, no, for right now, this is what you are called to do. So with volunteers from places like your church and from all over the world, Singapore, New Zealand, um, Australia, Canada, uh, many places along with local Chinese and Hong Kong Chinese that participated in this project. So for 15 years, that window or door was open and there were one million mainland visitors per month coming into the city. And that all began to change um, just before we left Macau. And now things are not open. That is not really an option, definitely not for a face that looks like this. Uh, so when we visited in 2023, earlier this year in March, uh, the project of distributing those Bibles uh, had ended with IMB and they didn't want what was left over. They didn't have any way they could use them. So um, God said, pray for what I'm to do with those. And it was my job to find a home for 30,000 copies of the word. And um, I went on my knees in prayer, uh, figuratively and um, literally, and asked for prayer from people from the U.S. because uh, the church where they were being stored said, um, we need to renovate the building. You got to get them out within two weeks. And um, we were there for just two months. So there was a, a, a very great need, very dramatic need, uh, because otherwise they could have been destroyed. God used your prayers to do a, several miracles uh, during that time. One, through a former student of mine that I had taught, I met her on the street, she said, when I told her the situation, she said, well, we need a miracle. We just need to pray for a miracle. Her name was Bonnie. So Bonnie and I prayed, and God did do a miracle. Another person that was involved in this miracle was a lady named Candy, who we met doing Bible distribution. She's from mainland China, a single mom of two uh, teenagers who had had an extremely difficult life and health problems in China. She had just recently moved to Macau and had just found out she had breast cancer and was destitute. Uh, she was broken and had no idea what to do. 
God had allowed a team from Singapore to be working with me that week when we were distributing Bibles. And this lady, Candy, came to one of the workers and, and began to talk to her. God allowed that team to lead her to Christ, lead her children to Christ, help her ask for God's forgiveness for her anger toward her husband who had abused her. And she has found peace and is now a leader in one of the churches. But God used her to help me find places for those Bibles. So within a very short period of time, those 30,000 uh, Bibles or New Testaments were distributed to nationals, national churches, individuals, Christian groups who said, we, with our faces, can get these across the border or we can give them to tourists when they come. And as we left in uh, April, early April of this year, uh, the day we left, several nationals were out distributing those Bibles to the tourists that were coming. Restrictions are, are becoming tighter, uh, so now it is very difficult, but they are able, if they're very careful, to distribute that word. Many thousands of people heard a gospel testimony and a witness during those distributions. It wasn't put it in a hotel or a room. It was personal encounters. So thank you for your contributions that allowed that to happen. And I would like to ask you to add to your prayer list those in mainland China. Since that time, uh, they have now um, basically made Bibles unavailable in any bookstore, including the churches, and they have now taken all the Bibles offline. Uh, people used to be able to buy them online. You have uh, gotten the message that your prayers are essential uh, to what we have done and we're doing. And uh, actually, uh, your prayers uh, were working long before we went overseas. Uh, I remember uh, sitting on the uh, front row, Vacation Bible School, and uh, uh, hearing about missionaries and missions and feeling uh, that that might be something that the Lord would call me to do someday. And you can still do that with uh, uh, young people who come across your way and pray for them. Even people that uh, only come, only are uh, around you briefly, uh, because of the type of uh, church family you are, you have an influence on people beyond words. It is a spirit, emotion that they feel uh, in this group or around this. An example of that is since we, uh, about three or four years ago, actually shortly before we returned to Macau, got an email from a college friend uh, we had not communicated in 40 years. Uh, he was now a dentist in a small town in South Louisiana, uh, and he wrote to myself and a couple of roommates uh, that I had in college. He said, I want to thank you for the example you were to me <clears throat> in our years. Said, uh, uh, since uh, leaving college, and uh, I gradually uh, came to the point that I needed a personal relationship with, with God, the thing that you had talked about, the thing that you had modeled before us, and for the last uh, 
many years uh, I've been attending church and I'm a leader uh, in our congregation in my small town. So uh, this is what uh, First Baptist Winsboro does. It uh, affects people to live the type of life that uh, other makes other people take notice. Uh, uh, keep doing that. Uh, keep praying. Look for opportunities to uh, share and opportunities for people to see you loving others and taking care of your neighbors. One last story about Macau, we were uh, seeing patients one day and one of our Christian doctors had a friend, another doctor in China, uh, that he had been witnessing to for several years that told him about the uh, wonderful way healthcare was delivered in our clinic in a compassionate way, caring about the, the spirit as well as the body. The young doctor, who was not a Christian, said, I can't believe that that could happen. And uh, our doctor said, well, come down to Macau and, um, and see sometime. Uh, later he said, I can come for one day to uh, shadow uh, the doctors at your clinic. The Lord provided the perfect patient for him to observe that we would see on that day a young woman who had a very distressed look about her when she came in because she had uh, a lump in her neck. Uh, it was easy to tell what the problem was because she had uh, big tonsils and uh, uh, she had tonsillitis, which had caused. Uh, so I told her, this is, the, this is the problem. We'll give you some medicine for it. Uh, but we always teach the doctors to look at the face and the eyes when you give the diagnosis and the treatment to the patient. And this, uh, a, uh, a pill and antibiotic was not what this woman came to the doctor for. Uh, I'd seen this not look before, and so I said, is it possible that you may think you have a cancer? And her eyes popped wide. And I said, uh, there's absolutely no possibility that this is a cancer. This will not be a cancer and you will not die of cancer. Cancer is one of those words that even in America people can't really say out loud to the doctor. She immediately exhaled, uh, tears came to her eyes. Uh, we prayed with her and she went away uh, healed of the cancer she did not have. But that was the reason she came to the doctor that day. We stepped outside, uh, I turned to the Christian doctor and his friend, the non-Christian doctor, who had come for one day to see what he was talking about. I said, well, what did you think about that? He said, uh, most amazing thing I've ever saw. Everyone should have the opportunity treated in this way. His friend, the Christian doctor said, well, don't you want to be someone who can treat people like that? He said, absolutely. As far as I know, that is the only day he's ever visited our city or ever been involved. But he is a Christian doctor today, actually trained in the fields of psychiatry, and I'm sure is using uh, what he learned on that day to be a compassionate uh, and caring doctor. So uh, 
It only takes a short time of people observing us doing what God said to do, uh, caring for your neighbor, being kindness, and uh, letting them know that it was because Jesus came and you have a personal relationship with him that you do these things and you do it in that way. Paul's favorite church was the church at uh, Philippi. I read earlier what he wrote at the beginning of his letter. Let me read what he's told that church at the end. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, let us let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is his hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but at everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding with guard your hearts and your mind. Uh, many of us can't go overseas. We, uh, a lot of us can't do the things we did when we were younger, uh, but we can pray. And uh, my challenge for you today is to take up that uh, command. Pray for missionaries, pray for people, pray for the young people and continue to be the example to them uh, that will mold their behavior. And lastly, um, to another congregation, uh, Paul said, do not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap uh, if we do not faint. Uh, First Baptist Winsboro, don't faint. Move ahead. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we're grateful for... (coughs) The time we have together, we're grateful for this church, uh, for its membership, for its leadership, uh, for those uh, in the past who created the personality of this legendary heritage uh, that the church has. Father, uh, let's focus not on the uh, weariness of well-doing, but on the joy that you can bring to all of us as we continue to serve you. Uh, Thank you that we have the opportunity to support those who are on uh, the mission field, and we pledge to do that not only with our offerings, but with our prayers, things we say in Christ's name. Amen. What a wonderful opportunity to hear from two of our missionaries uh, who served for over 30 years in Macau. And it's just amazing that uh, God calls people all the time. Maybe he's calling you. Maybe he's calling you to be a missionary. Oh, you think, oh, no, not me. Oh, yes. God is a big God. He can enable you. He can equip you. uh, And when he calls you, you will be able to carry out the task. So let me encourage you to be open to what God is leading you to do. Maybe you do not have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you do not have uh, a relationship with him. You're you're not in his family. God is calling on you to come to him. Listen, if you will will repent, turn away from your sin, uh, ask God to forgive you of your sins, he will send his Holy Spirit to come live inside of your heart. And you will be his child and he will be in charge of your life. Let me tell you, you can't make it alone. Many people seem to be making it alone, and they they seem to be. That's the key word, seem to be. But life happens, and life hurts. And it hurts, and it does not discriminate. Hurt does not discriminate between the rich and the poor. 
Everybody hurts. Everybody goes through tough times. But you can make it through those tough times a whole lot easier if you have the help of God. So I want to, I want to encourage you to think about Jesus. Think about God. Think about what God did when he sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. The Bible tells us your sins were placed upon him, and he took the punishment for you so that you may have eternal life and live forever with God. Look into that, will you? Look at fbcwinsboro.com. You'll find over on the right-hand side a gospel presentation. It's called Steps to Peace with God, and I want to encourage you to look at that. In the meantime, I want to say to you, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us right here at Words of Encouragement. Until next time, I hope that you will be following the Lord.